Business. All right, Fatty, you there? Yes, I'm here. Leo, you there? I'm here. Introducing authentic realness. Hello, hello, and hello again. We are back for yet another episode of our Authentic Realness Podcast. Realness. And this is the one and only Aaron R. Plush. It is indeed my pleasure to be here on another episode. And we finally reached that mark. Like, I typically never know what number the episode is, but I, I looked at the episode that was last posted and saw or broadcasted and saw that it was episode number 29. So this is indeed our 30th episode. Excited to report that we do have an international following. I got those statistics from my backend team. I also want to give a shout out to Albert Gibbs. He has the episode that we've had the most downloads. So Albert, thank you for the self-promotion as well as promoting this, our Authentic Realness podcast, as well as apparently you all like to listen to me on Apple Podcasts because 49% of my listeners are coming from that particular platform and we're on so many. Like I didn't even know someone asked me, like, oh, you on our heart. Like, I don't know. So I reached out to my back-end team and found out that we're on iHeart as well. So let me go ahead and put in the plug for Buzzsprout yet again, that if you are looking to make this jump into the podcast arena, Buzzsprout is definitely an amazing place to start because as I've said on many of episodes, it actually provides the opportunity to allow you that once you upload, it will send the podcast episode out to all these other platforms. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the support. Continue to go back and listen to episodes because I am starting to see significant themes in each episode. I definitely know that I'm completely in my comfort zone at this point and we are rocking and rolling. So the key component of this intro today is just to say thank you and, and really feeding off of that spirit of gratitude, Theo, that you have been in since your birthday. And certainly, I want that to be contagious, that that's something that typically should be able to rub off on all of us, and that we all can be in a spirit of gratitude. So, Theo, what's on your mind, sir? What's going on, brother? I'm still in that same place. It's a state of gratitude, man. I'm appreciative of life. You know, you go through things that you can be stuck with in the bottom and stuck in your emotions, but... God gave you life, so you got to live. So just in that same place, man. Good stuff, brother. We, we like you being in, in a place of gratitude. And certainly to your point, life is lifing, as we have said on previous episodes. And I just continue to pray for all of us in the many life situations that we're going through. But know that brighter days are certainly ahead for all of us. Anything else that you'd like to share, sir? Nah, let's let's jump in. Jump in. 
All right, sounds good. All right, everyone, well, let's go ahead and jump right in. And tonight's episode is going to be one where we look at my professional experiences. I have been in a place recently of doing a lot of reflection. And one of the things that I reflected on is that I have been blessed in a significant way to have had a lot of great professional experiences. And one of those significant experiences has been that I have had the fortunate opportunity to be on many international projects. And I'm talking about being on international projects from a vantage point of not just working with the global team, but literally sitting other places that I have had extended stays in Utrecht, in the Netherlands, right outside of Amsterdam. I've had significant stays in London working with multiple clients. I've made trips over to Brussels in Belgium to actually sit on client sites and to, to work there and just so many other places around the world. So what tonight's topic is, is I want to talk about how my international experiences help me today in the context of me as Aaron R. Plush, the consultant, how did those particular experiences help me? So let's go back and let's talk about before I had those experiences. <laughs> and one of the things that I tell you all that is the biggest learning for an American is that there's a significant level of arrogance that typically goes along with us, even when we don't know it. And it was funny to me how pretty much any place that I would go, people would be able to immediately identify that I was from America. And those things would be based upon just my overall, the way that I spoke, clothing that I wore, how I communicated in meetings, etc. And what I found was that a lot of times we as Americans definitely need to tone it down, particularly when we're in other cultures. And it's not about becoming someone that you're not, but it's being respectful of the culture that you're in. And what I found that it is significant to ensure that you are embracing the cultures that you're in. And certainly I submerged myself in all the various cultures that I was privied to be there for work purposes. And what I found is that with that shift in mindset of understanding that, hey, guy from Orangeburg, South Carolina, who has been blessed with the great opportunity to be in amazing roles and to be in amazing roles at a really young age, a young part of my professional career, as well as just being significantly exposed in a lot of different circles and places. And I was able to thrive even at that particular time. But what I will tell you all that although there was that whole American stamp, the other component was that I have found holistically, when we look at the human race, we are more alike than we are different. And when you really submerge yourself into international markets and you have the opportunity to work in foreign places and on foreign soil and to have your day-to-day -day operations to be in other cultures, it's an amazing thing. And I can tell you, I know that those experiences have allowed me to become a student of the world. 
to be able to have a global view of all things. Now, certainly we all know that my global view is a Christian view first and is a godly view first. But I am one of these Christians that knows for certain that although I don't live a life of the world, I definitely live a life where I'm in the world. And because I am in the world, I make sure that I'm always aware. So I'm not one of these people like, oh, I don't watch the news. No, I do watch the news. Oh, I don't look at my news feed. No, I do watch it, my news feed. Because I don't want to be in a position where all these things are going on around me and I have no clue. Because when there's a time that I'm no longer supposed to be in the world, then God will definitely make my exit and transition me to where I'm not here. But as long as I'm here, there's going to be a need and there's a need for all of us to be aware of what's going on around us. I bring that full circle to the conversation, though, as to the international experience, that being a student of the globe, being a student of the world, being someone who submerged self into cultures and continues to do that, that that truly has afforded me the opportunity in the workplace wherever I am, to be able to adjust, to adapt, and to be relatable. Because the experience is one where I'm not going to be so closed-minded that things have to be this way because that's the way it's always been. I am going to be one that's going to challenge the status quo to say that, hey, have we thought about it this way? Have we looked at it this way? That, hey, that there's definitely multiple ways of doing the same thing. The question at hand as a consultant is, how is it that you, Mr. Customer, Mr. Client, or Mrs. Customer, or Mrs. Client, how do you want to go about doing it? Here are the options. Here's what I recommend. But you're the boss. And whatever it is that you say that you want to do, I'm here to implement. I'm here to execute. I'm here to make it happen. So to bring this full circle back to the whole global international experience, I just would implore all of the listeners that if you ever get an opportunity where you're able to work on an international project, which may be one where in our virtual day and age that is remote, or it may be one where you can travel and be someplace for an extended period of time. It may very well be worth taking that opportunity to truly expand your mindset, to expand your tool belt, to expand your holistic mind and vantage point of how you view the world. So what I'm going to do, Theo, very quickly, is just to kind of open the floor to any insight, questions, thoughts that you might have on how my international experience has shaped me to being the consultant that I am today. So floor is yours, brother. One thing that came to mind that I would ask you would be, what is the most, what is one of the things that we as Americans would think would be okay over there in, in your in your travels that is not okay, but it's something that's so minute and normalized here. What would be that one thing if you can name it, one it, thing? There's no such thing because that over there, remember there there's so many other places in the world. So literally we would have to break it down culture by culture. But I'll give you one that was like a, a news flash type thing for me and we can go with the, the Dutch culture in the Netherlands. So one of the things that the Dutch culture is, the Dutch culture is very direct. I think I must definitely have some Dutch blood in me somewhere. 
And ultimately, in that particular culture, one of the things that I found in my experience was that there's a preference for you to shoot straight and to shoot directly. There is no appreciation in my experiences in, in the corporate spaces that I was working in. I'm not going to be delusional to, to say that everyone in the Netherlands are all the same and that operationally everybody operates the same. But in my experiences in, in the corporations and companies that I worked with, there was no appreciation for a very typical passive aggressive behavior that's typically acceptable in our American culture. There's no place for it there. The expectation there is that if there is something that you see, that there's only one way to address it, and that's directly. No matter how much it may feel uncomfortable, how much you may think it may not be receivable on the, on the other end, my experience was what was not well received was any opportunity where someone knew that they should have directly addressed something, but they did not. So I tell you specifically with that particular question, we literally would have to go culture by culture. We would literally have to go place by place. But that's just one very specific example pertaining to the Dutch culture and being in the Netherlands. I like it. So a follow up to the understanding of that. How does that translate in your day to day with clients now? Well, see, for me, that's an easy one because I've always been too direct for most people. So for me, for me to <laughs> submerge myself into a culture that embraced directness, I'm like, oh, I'm in heaven because literally whatever you needed to be told, you were told it. And, and a lot of times because people are like, oh, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And a large, large part of that was just thrown out the window. It was like, look, I need to say what I need to say. And it was never vindictive. It was never to be hurtful, but it just needed to be said. And what I found when you had those type business operations, it cut to the chase. And there was a significant level of success that we were seeing in a very short time frame because what I would call a bunch of the bull that we accept just wasn't accepted. And in turn, it was just get to the business. If there's something that needs to be said, say it. And let's all use our critical thinking skills <laughs> and let's get to that solution and resolution. Good stuff. Absolutely, brother. And thank you for the question, because it, it's one of those ones where I was happy to be able to reel in the context of it. But then mm -hmm. I was also happy to be able to give one example. And there are certainly many other examples that I could give from other cultures from my own experience. I do put that disclaimer in, in very certain terms because I'm not one for stereotypes. So I'm not saying in any way, shape, form or fashion that what I said was for the entire Netherlands and the Dutch culture. I am speaking from my experience in the corporations that I worked with and the individuals I worked with that happened to be in those locations. That was my experience. And it was amazing to see that particular activity at work. What else you got for me, brother, or, or any insights that you might have on any global or international projects that you might have been privy to work on? You know, now that I think about it, in my recent recent times working with, I'm not even going to say the country, but that directness is in other countries as well. And it seemed like that was the best form. And I always wondered, was it from a, a standpoint of a language barrier like you just tell me straight I understand it straight not all this extra stuff 
or what it was, but it always was something that was back of mind for me. So hearing your perspective and your, your reasoning and things of that nature, what you've learned, the corporations that you've worked with, it, it makes a little bit more sense to give me a better understanding of it myself. Yeah, and like I said, I, I want to be clear. It's very cultural. It's very much still a very specific thing because ultimately when you look at the time that I spent in London, quite different. A, a large part of everything that I experienced in the UK is very similar to the US. So operating in, in the UK for me and operating in London was really literally like operating in New York. I, from my own personal experience, the, the two cities are very similar. And for those who, who know me, you know that I love New York City. So in turn, being in London, I, I felt right at home. I had, had no issues or concerns there, was able to navigate the culture there relatively easily and, and enjoyed and embraced my time there. I will tell you, though, for me, there was no, quote unquote, need to really adjust any of myself. But what I have found, and, and I didn't notice this, but in the time that I was in London, you do start picking up from a language perspective some of the accent. And a couple of times when I, I came home, I didn't hear it, but other people would mention that, hey, I can tell that you have been spending some time in London, et cetera. And even like being in the, the airport of flying back in, like say through Atlanta, wherever I might've been flying through, going through the, the international components of the airport, people would even ask that question sometimes. So it was interesting to kind of see those transitions happening at that phase of life because I pride myself in being someone who doesn't have an accent at all, but to say that being in that particular culture because the Senate structure changes and how you have to even listen changes. So ultimately, I guess you, you really don't have a choice that eventually you do start picking up some of those elements yourself. The true takeaway for this episode is to plug the positivity that goes along with international experience. And that I am a major advocate that if you gain any opportunity to be able to do such a thing from the vantage point of while you're in school or while you are working, whatever the case might be, in an internship, if there's an opportunity for any international experience, I would implore individuals to do so. Anything else from you? Man, that's a perfect segue to wrap up, man. All right. So for this particular episode, for me, I am big on thanking you, Theo, for entertaining this particular episode. And for this particular episode, just very elated and happy that we've been able to have this discussion around the impact of what goes on with the exposure to the international community. And we will definitely continue to have these type discussions in the future. What I'd like to do at this point is to end as we always do, and that's to look to the Lord. So Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, God, is thanking you for yet another opportunity to have a great episode. 
this particular episode has been one, God, that you have allowed me to talk about the experiences that you allowed me to have in years past, God, that was related to the components of everything that relates to international experience. God, you've allowed me to talk about how when we look at the world holistically, that cultures are different, but ultimately your children, God, we are more alike than we are different when we look to find those similarities between us. God, we'd ask that you would continue to cover this dark world that we're living in, God, because so many things are continuing to happen in the world, God. God, we thank you for health, life, and strength and all the many amazing and wonderful things that you're constantly doing in our lives, God. God, we would ask that you would continue to stretch us, to grow us, and to develop us into being the people that you've created us to be, God. So, God, we'd ask that you continue to bless this podcast, that you would continue to allow us to develop and to grow and to touch the many lives that you've had us to touch, God. So, God, we love you, we adore you, and it's in the glorious and magnificent name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. And to our listeners, as always, you all are indeed the most important part of this Authentic Realness podcast. As always, we do not take you all for granted. We don't take it lightly that you all are just so significant for us. And we would ask that you continue to listen, that you would continue to spread the good news of all that we're talking about within this particular podcast. Please share us with everyone that you know. Continue to provide the feedback to us and let us all continue to grow and develop together. I'd also say I want to put that plug for Buzzsprout once again, that although I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I want to mention it again, that if there's anyone looking to start up a podcast, Buzzsprout is the way because that whole component of being able to upload one place and then it's disseminated out to many other places is absolutely amazing. And in our typical closing fashion, we will close as we always do. And that is until next time. Let us all be spectacular together. Real risks.